1: This week's episode of the Fade Route with I am D and Z IMD, and we've got a great show for you tonight. Judge is still stuck on sixty. The NFL does not realize a hurricane is hitting Florida, and Justin Herbert plays in a blowout loss despite having a hurt rib. But we'll begin today's show with the New York Football Giants. I mean, we are a New York-based podcast. They took on. The Dallas Cowboys. They had a chance to start off their season three and zero. The Cowboys managed to pull off the win with a late touchdown by C.D. Lamb. Daniel Jones was hit in the backfield twelve times and sacked five times. We're all wondering if Jones will be back next season. But see, is he, he going to be able to survive this season?
0: As if he continues to play like this, no. He's holding on to the ball way too long, trying to make some things happen that aren't necessarily there. In the first two games, he was showing a little bit more maturity and getting rid of the ball, throwing the ball away if it wasn't there. Not trying to force the issue. Now, like he's there's a definite lack of wide receiver depth right now. Mostly because of the ineffectiveness of one Mr. Kenny Galladay. You know, he had, uh, I believe he was on the field last week for two offensive plays. This week he was on the field for 26. He was targeted three times for a whopping zero yards. Um, Sterling Shepard, yeah, killing it. Sterling Shepard went down with a non-contact looks like an ACL he's done for the year adios muchacho they're thin they were thin already they were thin already you have the like the likes of uh listen
1: I don't think the play I don't think the game plan calls for him to get hit as much as he's getting hit I mean it's like a revolving door at right tackle right
0: now yes but the problem is this is that he wouldn't be getting hit as badly as he was if he got the got rid of the ball (laughs)
1: <laughs> if you got rid of the goddamn ball, and what's the deal with Kadarius Tony? Do they not like him? Wolf like why Wolf. isn't this why Wolf. isn't this guy getting the ball
0: more? Wolf Wolf, he's in the doghouse. He is in the doghouse. But, you know, the immortal Richie James, David Sills the fifth, Chris Myrick, Daniel Bellinger, okay, they might have discovered something in this tight end, Bellinger. He seems solid, but Jones twenty thirty seven for one ninety six and a pick, that was a garbage pick at the end of the game. You know, so right, he went Sills He spent most of the game train.
1: running for his life. I mean, yeah, he's running. He's running for his life. But he's, he's also
0: throwing. Thro- he's also throwing at receivers who have not come out of their break <laughs> oh,
1: he's his anticipation it's a little early.
0: A, a little bit. Yeah, you know, he- he's skidding. You know, Sills is skidding. Diggs is diving, and the ball game is over. But, you know, the, Cowboy, the Cowboys didn't run away with this. Well, let's not make it out like this was a thirty a 23 nothing blowout.
1: No, but it, the Cowboys are also pay, playing with a backup quarterback.
0: Who is better than the Giants' starting quarterback. Do you think so? You think I so? do. I do. He's way <laughs> more efficient. 21-31 <laughs> for 215 and a touch. So but he also has some
1: weapons, right? I mean, he's got two elite backs... He's got a a very good tight end. He's got two decent receivers. CeeDee Lamb might be a top 10 receiver.
0: That that tight end you're talking about did not even play. So, you know, CeeDee Lamb, 8 for 87 with a touchdown. Solid, not great. Tony Pollard had a breakout game. You know, 13 for 105, but Zeke got the touch, you know. Zeke at the touchdown, so 73 yards. They ran at will on the Giants. So the same team that stifled Derrick Henry also went down to this two headed monster. But, you know, a lot of it, it's not all on the offensive line. Right? That's the thing. Like Daniel Jones has not taken that step, right? There's a reason why they declined his 50 year option. There's a reason why he is. Gonna be searching for a job next year because he's not very good. If you so put it, so if you saying... put a competent quarterback, if you put like if they kept Colt McCoy, if Colt McCoy <laughs> was starting, <laughs> they win.
1: If See, you're it, saying that if the season ends, season's over, they manage. He manages to, to survive. They say Daniel, listen, you know, you had a decent season, not great. We didn't make the playoffs. we under 500. You don't think that they should offer him maybe like a two-year deal, $20 million?
0: Don't let the door hit you in the ass <laughs> on the way
1: out. Just until they find the next heir, you're willing to just draft another guy or sign another guy?
0: Sign another guy. Sign another Do you go sign another guy? Jimmy do G- Well, Jimmy G, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff.
1: Jacoby Brissett.
0: Jacoby Brissett. Teddy Bridgewater. I just rattled off five... We just rattled off five guys who were And you don't even
1: want Daniel to be the backup. Didn't even blink.
0: Goodbye. (laughs) Did not even blink. Goodbye. Now,
1: one of the the questions I have for you is, you know, Saquon Barkley is off to a fire start. Mm I mean, I believe he is leading the league in scrimmage yards right now with with about 400 or 408 or something crazy like that. Now... Would it behoove them to try to trade him now to a team, say, like Buffalo or a team, say, like, I don't know, the Rams are stupid, like or or maybe Miami? I mean, because you're going to you're going to either lose this guy for nothing after this year or if he's if he keeps playing the way he's playing, he's going to win comeback player of the year and you're going to have to pay him. Well,
0: I heard that um, Greg Giannotti also mentioned that on WFAN this morning that you may end up losing him. But at the same time, I think you need to see how this plays out. If, by some miracle, you're over 500 when the trade deadline comes and you're sniffing around a wild card, or, heaven forbid, you're at the top of the division... I think you kinda of have to keep him.
1: So I you're trying so you what you're trying to say is, is like if they're being competitive with Daniel Jones at quarterback, you're willing to go for the playoff berth, go for a Super Bowl, but not willing to bring Daniel Jones back next season?
0: I don't think he's gonna if I don't think he's the quarterback if they're in contention. <laughs> I think something has happened and all of a sudden Terad
1: Taylor is Terod Taylor. Terod Taylor. But we, but we know he gets hurt, though. Like we I do. do. I I like him. He's he's a he's a very smart player. He's, he's a, got pre- arm he, talent. He's got arm talent. He just can't stay healthy. Whether whether it's the coaching, whether it's the training staff taking him out, or another team.
0: I know, but at the same time, Daniel Jones when healthy. Can't hold Terod Taylor's job. So that tells you something. And you know, that's not taking into account that players might be available you know who's to say that a guy like Case Keenum doesn't get cut right Case Keenum I would take Case Keenum over Daniel Jones
1: in the Solid, off unspectacular. In the off
0: even this year if they decide to keep <laughs> even if they decide to hey Case we're going to go with Matt Barkley as our number two we don't really want to carry a third quarterback Best of luck to you. That's not going to
1: happen. Uh, you're you're just dreaming now. You're are being you got some wishful thinking here. I do.
0: I'm smoking the hopium on that. <laughs> I absolutely am smoking the hopium on My that. My
1: whole thing is is like Kevin Collins
0: don't... fell into the Giants' lap and I took just, him to the Super Bowl. Uh,
1: I just think <laughs> yes, this is true. <laughs> and he was a better he was a better quarterback when he was drunk. Just remember. that. <laughs> I just think that. The Giants need to be more realistic about what their team is this year. And if you're able to trade a player, if, if Darius Tony, if, you if you're not getting him the ball, then what could you get for him? Because I know there are teams out there that want him. Same thing with Saquon Barkley. You're going to tell me that a team like, I don't know, the Bills, if they were to lose one of their backs, say Cook or... Or um, Singletary, that they're not going to take a Saquon for a rental because man, imagine him in that backfield. Come on, you're telling me that I don't know a team like. Uh, maybe, let's see, like I don't know the Titans if they were to lose Derrick Henry, they're not going to try to say, hey, listen, we don't want to throw away this season. What could we do here? Look, how could if Leonard Fournette goes down for the Bucks that. The, the Buccaneers could not benefit from having Saquon Barkley. I'm just saying, like, you can sell you can sell high right now, and there are teams that would be willing to look at him.
0: There are teams that are willing to look at him, but they are 2-1 and one right now. It's not like they're 0-3. They're not the Raiders. No. There's, oh, they're not absolutely hopeless. There, they're not absolutely hopeless. I would let this ride out, see what can happen, see what happens, because Who's to say that Jones even finishes? Right, right. We don't know. Saquon can, you know. Sterling Shepard went down with a non-contact injury. That could happen to Saquon Barkley tomorrow. So all of these plans are well and good, but at the same time, this division may not be within reach in terms of having the Eagles. But uh-huh. the Eagles are far, uh-huh. they are far sure. and wide, far and away ahead right now.
1: I the think Giants are I,
0: solid. The Giants can compete for a wild card. Absolutely. They can't. pleasantly constituted.
1: I do think that this division is playing a lot better than people anticipated. Mm-hmm. Avoid messy accidents. Get better stopping power with your brake pads. Callahan brake pads. You never know when you'll be driving in the road and there will be a truck tire that you need to avoid and save your family. Callahan Auto really care about what's under your hood. But you know, we were talking about Daniel Jones getting slapped around, but another quarterback that's been taken licking this year is the Chargers' Justin Herbert. The quarterback is playing with an injured rib. He had to take a pain-numbing shot injection before the game. Despite getting blown out by the Jags on Sunday, head coach Brandon Staley decided to keep Herbert in, in the fourth quarter. Do you understand why Justin Herbert was playing in the game this late with rib injury and no Keenan Allen?
0: Why was Justin Herbert in this game at all?
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Brandon Staley is a fucking clown. All right, plain and simple. As, you know, as as plain as I can say this, he is a clown. You are going to cost your franchise its future And Justin Herbert is its future. For what? You're telling me that Chase Daniel cannot compete with the Jaguars? (laughs) He's the highest paid backup quarterback since clipboard Jesus, who was also on the Chargers, I might add. Why? Why? Are you paying him this much money if you have no faith that he can step in for a game? against a shitty-ass team and at least hold his own. It is absolutely mind-boggling to me, and it is irresponsible to the franchise. And if I'm the owner, I am seriously considering, even, you know, you had the bonehead fuck-ups last year. Okay, fine, he's a rookie, he's a head coach, he's learning his way through, he's a rookie head coach, he's learning his way through. Now he's going to get his quarterback killed. He's gonna get this guy so foo beyond repair, and they lost Austin Slater, which is even worse because who's protecting who's gonna protect Herbert's blind side now? This kid has a huge t- Joe Burrow like target on his back. And his coach put it there.
1: So I mean my whole thing is this is I mean I got a lot of I got a lot of issues with this. The mm-hmm. first thing I'm gonna say is it's it's game. Okay? What? We're playing 17 games now. Alright? You're already, I don't know, one and one. Right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Sit the kid down for a month just so he can get better. I mean, you're putting him out there. He threw the ball 45 times. At least say to yourself, okay, he's going to play with the rib injury. But you know what? Let's game plan to run the football right mm-hmm. let's say let's let's take the ball out of his hands and let's give it to i don't know we just traded for sony michelle let's give him the, the rock they gave it to him five times they gave it to austin eckler four times austin eckler rushed four times for five yards so
0: what is he doing what is he doing
1: uh, and the other thing is at halftime no, I'm sorry. In the start of the fourth quarter, it's 31-10. Guys, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. We haven't put up 21 points up until this point. Why do you think in the fourth quarter, all of a sudden, Justin Herbert's going to let it rip without his number one wide receiver? Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think the fans there in L.A. are screaming, we need Sean Payton now, right now. We want Sean Payton. Because Sean Payton, he knows how to coach an offense, knows how to coach a team. I mean, this was, first of all, this is an embarrassment. The Jacksonville Jaguars come into L.A. and throw 38 up on, the, on the board. The Jacksonville Jaguars threw 38 on the Chargers with Nick Bosa getting hurt in the, or Joey Bosa getting hurt in the early part of the game. And Khalil Mack doing nothing. They had no interceptions, no sacks, no turnovers. The Chargers defense was just an, an invisible piece of paper.
0: So, you, at this point, why doesn't Brandon Staley just gift wrap the division title, give it to the Chiefs, and say, we're too stupid to handle our business? Because, yeah, you found something in Joshua Palmer. Six receptions for 99 yards. Good luck trying to replicate that. Look, good good luck. Gerald Everett for 25. Mike Williams had one reception. That,
1: you know, that's are inc- you kidding that's me? crazy.
0: Are you kidding me? Like, come on. The, the, you hung this kid out to dry. Not to mention he had a carry. He had a fumble. He lost the fumble.
1: He can't breathe. No, this is it hurts. It, it hurts. It hurts for him to throw the ball deep.
0: I I wonder if he called Tarad Taylor before he decided on getting the (laughs) injection. Oh, right? (laughs) I wonder if he called Tarad Taylor, like, dude, don't do it. Don't Don't do it. Don't you freaking do it. But Uh, you know what? Kudos to the Jaguars, though. Let's talk up the Jaguars here. I mean, we're here to bury the Chargers, but let's really talk about the Jaguars. You know, Trevor Lawrence, 28 to 39, 262, three touches. James Robinson, another game with 100 yards and a touch. I don't, know,
1: I don't know who did James Robinson's recovery from the Achilles injury, but everybody should go to that guy. He hasn't missed a step. Robinson looks unbelievable for a guy recovering from that kind of injury.
0: James Robinson, pretty good football player, right, Coach Meyer? You went and got Travis Etienne. James that. Robinson, James Robinson is the real deal. And, you know... Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones. So far, everything is coming up aces for the Jaguars and Doug Peterson. But, but this
1: is what happens when you get a um, an offensive minded coach to coach talent. And this is what I said, like you know, for years the Jets never did is they never got someone to teach. A talented young quarterback, how to be an NFL quarterback, right? And Steve Young was saying it today on PTI. It's like, you know, the college game is so much slower compared to the pro game. And it takes a while for that light bulb to go on and be like, all right, yeah, now I get it. I mean, I have arm talent, I can put the ball wherever I want. It's just about me reading this and making the right read and making the right decision. But if you don't got a guy in your ear that knows what he's talking about, that's been down this road before, played in the league, coached in the league, what he's doing, it's not going to work. And that's why it didn't work for Sanchez. It didn't work for Darnold. It's not going to work for this kid, Zach uh, Zach Wilson. It's just, it's not going to happen. You need a guy in there who's done it before. And Peterson was a backup quarterback in the league. He also coached with Andy Reid. He was with Donovan McNabb. He was with uh, Pat Mahomes. Like he he knows talent Nick Foles (laughs) Carson Wentz like he knows how to coach and then and it looks like he's getting the best
0: out of Trevor Lawrence he is Trevor Lawrence looks like a different person under Doug Peterson compared to under Urban Meyer and that is the difference between having a college coach and having a a legitimate NFL head coach now as a Giant fan it pains me to say this because I Doug Peterson was an eagle is an eagle. Fuck the Eagles. I don't like the Eagles. But credit where credit is due, because Urban Meyer was such a disaster that it's like a breath of fresh air. And at two and one, with what's going on in that division, the Jacksonville Jaguars, after being the laughingstock for years, appear to have a legitimate shot at taking this division. Now, 100%. the Colts got off. Yes, they beat the Chiefs, but they're not good. Sorry, the Chiefs had an off day. The Titans. I'm not sold that King Henry is 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 healthy. Three games into the season, I don't know because he's getting trucked. Like he was get he's getting trucked instead of doing the trucking. He had a better game the other day, but teams are starting to hit him. Teams are starting to hit him hard, and he's not starting to he's not bouncing up like he used to. And then Houston is Houston. You know, they, they, they're they showing signs of improvement, but they're not there yet. The Jaguars can absolutely take this division. But back to the, the Chargers, the Broncos aren't any good. The Raiders aren't any good. This should have been a two-horse race in the AFC West. And this coach, I don't know, is it Joe Lombardi who's making these calls? or Brandon Staley, who's making these calls. I don't know who is putting Justin Herbert in harm's way, but somebody needs to be pulled aside and said, knock it the fuck off. You're going to get this guy killed. Need some last-minute fantasy football advice? Then the boys at the Fade Route have you covered. Tune in every NFL Sunday to Red Light, Green Light 1-2-3 with DNZ. DNI give you our top 1-2-3 fantasy starts, or green light and fantasy six or red light. That's red light, green light, one, two, three. Every NFL Sunday during the season, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get the fade route. That's red light, green light, one, two, three with DNZ every NFL Sunday during the season.
1: Agreed, agreed. I and mean, just like we agree that someone needs to talk to whoever's coaching that team and trying to make the decisions on how the Chargers score touchdowns. Somebody got to the league's year and they finally made a decision on the Pro Bowl, how to make it better. So it appears that this year they're going to have a skills competition the week before the Super Bowl and then have a flag game the Sunday before, before the Super Bowl. They're getting a great audience for the Pro Bowl every year. So, will this product be any better?
0: The first year will probably be more of a bump, just because it's new. Anytime something new happens, people want to look at it. You know, they have a perverse enjoyment, just to see like what kind of a train wreck it is, or if it really has some lasting staying power. And I just need to know, like, what is it going to be like NFL quarterback club? Is, is it going to be something like that? Because that was cool back in the day. Is it going to be something more along the lines like the NHL skills competition? Like, are we going to see, for example, are we going to see Justin Jefferson and Tyreek Hill in a match race? Like, are what are, what, are, what is the format going to be of these games? Is it going to be AFC versus NFC? Is it going to be individual players going against each other? What is it gonna be? The flag football thing, I'm a little hesitant about. I'm a little hesitant because I remember when they were playing a charity flag football game in the sand. It was a beach game. I believe it was Robert Edwards was his name. Promising rookie from the New England Patriots popped his knee Never played, barely played again. Guys are going down left and right to non-contact injuries. You barely have anything going during the Pro Bowl. So is this going to reduce injuries? I don't know. Because a guy can walk down the street and pop his knee. But you're gonna want to make a cut in the flag football game. You're not you're you're still gonna play, regardless. So I'm not necessarily sure. And, you know, I'm not I'm not sold on that aspect of it. But I think at least for the first year, the ratings are going to go through the roof and then we'll see where it goes. from there.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is something that we lobby for, you know, even last year. And this is something that I talked about with you. I mean, I just think a skills competition is is just more exciting. It's it is more of what I want to see. I like the dodgeball thing. That's fun Let mm-hmm. them play volleyball or something like that. As far as 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 far as like football is concerned, I, I don't think it's going to be better. But at least it's going to, you know, you know, no one's going to be tackling each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I, I would think it's a little safer. Um, I like to see you guys have more fun with it. Like to see maybe the offensive linemen catching some passes, you know, do some do something different with it. But how about this? I got an idea. Why don't we take everyone who's in the Pro Bowl, everyone who makes it, however many people it is, and let's create seven flag teams or eight. Let's really just create eight flag teams and have them play a round robin tournament. That's to okay. Me, that to me sounds fun. It could take you know, first to five wins have them play at different sites in the city wherever they're playing right and then they come together and play the championship game maybe the next maybe that monday night or something like that and it's still it's it's a it's a first to five that sounds fun no you gotta, absolutely. You, gotta, you gotta make you gotta make it fun because forget about the seriousness of it all i mean i don't think any of the all-star games are taken that the nba is the worst Major League Baseball is a little better, but Interleague kind of messed that up, so you don't really get to see the guys. I mean, you know, it's not a big thrill because you've probably seen the matchups before, but I do believe that in the Major League Baseball All-Star game, guys are trying to hit the ball out, guys are trying to strike people out like they're trying to beat their competitor yeah where in the other two leagues, i don't think so and hockey i always I enjoy, enjoy the that. hockey all-star game some people say those guys don't really play either but i think they do i think it's fun i mean there's a lot of scoring but you know there's no fights or hip checking it's hockey
0: well the the main difference between hockey and these other sports is is that hockey leaned into the individual skills earlier than every other league. Hardest shot competition, fastest skater competition. For a while there, they had goalie goals, right? They had, they're doing breakaway, breakaway relay. Like there's elements of drama to it and it's not manufactured, you know? It's not like the winner is gonna get home field advantage. It's a rink, but like every, you know, there's no home ice. There's no home field advantage. It's a rink. So what you have is just an exhibition of skill. And the NBA kind of did it with the dunk contest, but the dunk contest is passe as well. Like, it's, it feels like every great dunk has been done before. And these guys are just being derivative. The Home Run Derby, I watched it because of Pete Alonso, but I don't find it interesting. So, in the beginning, the skills competition for the NFL is going to be great. You're going to have, you're going to whatever it may be. It's going to be better than the stale Pro Bowl, but over time, it's definitely going to fade. It's it's definitely going to end up being just another All Star game, and. Flag football, the NFL has a vested interest in growing flag football, not only for the league popularity, but they're trying to make it an Olympic sport. That's the other thing. They're trying to get it to the point where flag football is an Olympic sport. So you you want to get as many eyes on it as possible. I get it. The round robin is a great idea. Like, I think that would be a fantastic idea. And it really opens things up too because you'll have smaller teams and then you'll have offensive linemen scoring touchdowns, defensive linemen scoring touchdowns, kickers at quarterback, like mass hysteria. You're going to have a lot more entertainment there just because you're going to have the fish out of water nature of it. And it definitely will it'll definitely put some eyeballs on the television.
1: Are you in need of air care, maintenance, or service? I have the company for you. Air Care Technicians. They service the Westchester and Northern Bronx area and can help you with all your heating and cooling, maintenance, and service needs. Just give them a call at 914 315 Fifteen forty-seven. Again, that's 914-315-1547. Or shoot them an email at technicians at gmail.com. These guys are the real deal as they are veteran-owned, licensed, and insured. Make sure to tell them that D&Z sent you.
0: But, speaking of fish out of water, Hurricane Ian is... Getting ready to invade Florida. Right? It's hovering over Cuba, making its way north, and it's set to envelop almost the entire state. Disney World is closed. Orlando International Airport is closed. Tampa Bay Buccaneers have evacuated Tampa. University of Florida moved their Saturday game to Sunday. The Lightning have postponed their preseason game. But, even though Tampa Bay has evacuated, the NFL has not changed anything regarding the schedule. The Bucs and Chiefs are still scheduled to play Sunday Night Football at Raymond James Stadium. Is this arrogance on the side of the NFL or should they be waiting till Friday to make any major decisions on this?
1: Oh, it's complete another arrogance. I mean, you think about how much goes into this game. Like, Besides the fans who might be traveling from other states to come to the game or people in the area to come to the game, but the networks, right? The teams themselves getting ready, you know, Kansas City's preparing to fly there, stay in a hotel, play the game. And I just think it's reckless when we can avoid all this by just making a decision today. Why do we gotta wait until Friday, Saturday? You know, why Why? Why put that much pressure, that much stress on all the people involved in this thing? Move the game to Minnesota, call it a day. I don't get it. It's just, it's utter, it's just ridiculous. People got other things to worry about regarding going to a football game. There's much more important things, like is their roof going to fly off the top of their house?
0: Are they going to have water? Are they going to have electricity? Are they going to have a home to go back to if they evaluate, if they evacuate.
1: Think about the security. Think about the structure of the stadium, the structure of things around it. You know, there's, there's just, there's a lot more going into this that it's just not right that you just haven't called it now. So now let's say you do wait till Friday to do it right Mm -hmm. now. Both teams got to figure out, okay, we got to get to Minnesota. Where are we staying? Right. What hotel could accommodate us now the NFL is gonna rush and try to figure out okay, how can we fill this stadium 48 hours, right? And it just I just think it's being ridiculous. It's being very short-minded on on something that is very, very serious.
0: I think it's ridiculous that they haven't moved this yet. And kudos to Minnesota, kudos to Minneapolis, US Bank Stadium, they stepped up and just do it now. You know, when I looked at the schedule, the places they could possibly move, everybody, every stadium I thought would be good ended up being booked. Unfortunately, Atlanta, New Orleans, Houston, and Carolina all have home games this week, And you don't want to turn around and give the Chiefs an extra home game. So I understand why they didn't want to move it to Arrowhead.
1: Or just push it back, right?
0: Play it push on it Monday. Push it
1: back to Sunday. Play it so Monday. Yeah, push it back. Push it back to Monday, Tuesday. What? Wow. And somebody, I was saying, just move it to New Orleans for Monday. But people are saying that's still too close to where everything's going down. Yeah. But just get ahead of the eight ball on this. I mean, come on, they're evacuating. There's people that are living in shelters right now because of this thing. It
0: absolutely is, and you know it, this is a major issue, and you know. Jeff Miller from the NFL, Executive Vice President Jeff Miller is saying that this is still a contingency. Like, you need to plan for this. You know, Atlanta might be, you know, Atlanta might be affected by this. It's not... it's not going to be understand. directly covered, but you may still get severe weather as far west as Atlanta. So,
1: right, but everything doesn't have to be so last minute. Like no, it, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. Modern technology has helped us, you know, figure out. We know the path this thing is taking. We just don't know how strong it's going to be, but err on the side of caution. What's the big deal if if you have to move a game, if you're saving lives and saving people to hassle?
0: All right. And, you know, the the league lets talk about player safety, right? Like, that's their their big thing. We're legislating defense out of the game for the sake of player safety. Yet, we're going to stall this out as long yeah, as we can. have
1: Friday do
0: Right? And then, possibly... Having either them play in torrential in torrential weather, just coming out of a hurricane, or having to cancel the game altogether because we were too gutless to make a decision that we had already had contingencies for. The NFL needs to step up, they need to do it now, and just nip it in the bud. love brownies of course you love brownies but you know what's better than a brownie a delicious handcrafted gourmet brownie delivered right to your doorstep that's what our guys at sweet life brownie co offer chef tommy d and the crew offer a dozen delicious delights that you will crave from the classic ob to dutch apple to campfire s'mores and many more check out their website sweetlifebrownieco.com for their friday brownie drops at noon, their site goes live and you see what they're making. Since you're there, become a site member and earn points. You earn 50 points just by signing up. Make sure you follow them on Instagram and Facebook, too, at SuiteLifeBrownie underscore co for the latest updates and their latest releases and creations. That's SweetLifeBrownieCo.com. Give them a call, 845-641-3043, and tell them D&Z sent you. That's sweetlifebrownieco.com, 845-641-3043. Sweetlife Life Brownie Co. Because there's always room for a brownie. But I agree with that statement, too. Of Speaking of a guy who just needs to step up, get it done, and nip it in the bud. Aaron Judge, it's been a week. It's been a week for Mr. Judge. He's been stuck on 60 home runs for quite a few games now. Boston seemed to pitch around him. Toronto seems to be going after him. But now they're they're walking him as well as of late. He has 13 walks in his last seven games. Even when he makes contact, he's not been able to get it over the fence. There's one week left in the season. How's this playing out?
1: You know, I'm starting to think that it's it's gonna really come down to the last series. Um, I don't know why. I, I have nothing to base this off of. I just feel like it's it's gonna come down to it's gonna come down to next week. It's gonna come down to you know just his, the last two or three games for tying it and breaking the record. Uh, yeah, somebody was saying, oh, these teams should pitch to him, and they don't want to be, you know, part of the record. They don't want the record sent against them or the record broken against them. I was like, I don't know if it's that or he's just been in fuego lately, right? He's batting mm-hmm. like 316. It's like, I, and and then Aaron Boone deciding to bat him first. Alright, you want to bat him first? I'm just going to put him on. I don't need to pitch to this guy. Right. So I blame some of this on the Yankees too and the way they're playing him. Um,
0: I mean, if they want it, to get Anthony Rizzo hot, just have have them walk judge right then you got to run around base for
1: Rizzo so like which is I, what's been I, happening st- strate- they bat Rizzo second
0: strategically so i get it stupid. no i i understand where aaron boone's going though he's trying to get rizzo hot so he's batting him behind judge but you know <sighs> judge is 3 for his last 17 12 walks 7 strikeouts he doesn't look comfortable he just does not look comfortable at the plate and You know, it's, the one saving grace, right, is the opponents that they're playing. They're three-game series against the Orioles at Yankee Stadium. Orioles are fighting for a playoff spot, but they're not great. Austin Bolt, Jordan Lyles, Braddish, these are the guys who are, no great shakes. No great shakes at all. And then you have a four-game set with the Texas Rangers in Texas. And the ball flies at a Globe Life Park. So he's got a shot. He still has a shot. But Aaron Judge looks like he's feeling the pressure right now. And I think he'll get it eventually. It won't be easy. Clearly, it won't be easy. Teams are pitching him tough or just outright walking him. As, I think he, as teams I think have nothing to play for, as teams have nothing to play for, they may just serve it up.
1: Yeah, I think. I mean, I think it's definitely on his mind, as it probably should be. I mean, mm-hmm. why wouldn't it be? Um, but man, I mean, could you imagine catching one of those balls? And that's the other thing. Every time he gets up, they change out the balls because they got to be able to, you know, make sure that the one that gets in the stands is actually the one that they get back. Could you imagine catching one of those things? Like, what, what would you ask for? How, how how does Aaron Judge get the ball back from
0: you? That's a great question. Um, if we go back to 1961, right, they, they keep bringing it up because he's chasing Roger Maris, and he, he didn't want anything. That guy didn't want anything. Good old Sal didn't want anything Durante, for them. He right? Yep, was exactly. He was, gonna, he was willing to give it back. And I don't think that today that's going to be the the chosen response. Um, I think it's probably going to be six figures or a lot of signed merch, and not just by Aaron Judge. You're probably looking at some kind of fan experience, like because this is American League history,
1: right? So you're saying you want six figures?
0: I'm saying that if I'm gonna hold up (laughs) the I'll I'll take sixty-one thousand dollars. I'll take (laughs) for the the amount, just sixty-one grand, just for the symmetry of it. You hit sixty-one, give me sixty-one k. It's almost as much as I make in a year. There
1: we go. (laughs) give me that. Let's go. now Now, let me say this you would probably be better suited to auction the ball off and give it to the highest bidder. The highest bidder is going to give you a lot more than
0: $61,000. Well, it depends, right? Because you're also going to draw in. It's an American League record. It's not a major league record. Now right. you're going to... But it's also a Yankee record. It's a Yankee record. So, you know, a Yan- somebody with... A, a Yankee fan. A, a, a Yan- someone with a lot of Yankee memorabilia will invest in it, but... 100%. If you put Sotheby's or put Steiner, you put it someplace with multiple people...
1: Oh, he got it. I don't think... He got it. He just tied the record.
0: Nice. Congratulations, Aaron. <laughs> you just rendered all of this move.
1: <laughs> no, no. He tied it. He's still got to break it.
0: What's the exchange rate? Because he's in Toronto right now. Like, What's the exchange <laughs> rate going right now? Uh, I
1: don't know. But the thing... So, if you think back to 61... Durante got to smoke a cigar with Maris after the game. Then Maris gave him a signed ball. And then he got a signed ball from he got a signed ball from Maris. And they got the pitcher who gave up the, the 61st home run to sign the ball as well.
0: Tracy so that's Stallard. What,
1: that's what he walked away with. And oh, and a Zippo lighter. Maris <laughs> gave him his Zippo lighter. I
0: think you would get a lot more than that from Aaron Judge. I th- I mean, I would hope so. Like, I mean, we'll, can I at least play catch with him? Like, can we do something like that? Like
1: Drinks? You know, drinks?
0: To have the drink?
1: Have dinner? Batting like, practice? Batting practice.
0: Tickets, you know, tickets to the playoff games. Give me something. Give me something. It's the me something season there.
1: tickets for the next five years.
0: Give me something. Well, he is a free agent. <laughs> wouldn't that be some shit? Yeah, here's season tickets for the next five years. I'm going to go sign with the Giants. Adios, muchacho. <laughs> but in all seriousness, you know, in all seriousness, this wouldn't fetch on the larger market. I don't think it would fetch as much as we think it would because you you definitely have people like us who think that Maris and Aaron are still the home run kings. Hmm. But then you still have plenty of people who are more than willing to admit and acknowledge that Bonds is the king for both. So
1: Yeah, it's true. Know. A lot of people are coming around to the idea that, you know, he did it. Whether he cheated or not, he did it. And I love the argument that, well, the pitchers were cheating too. It's like, what the hell are you talking about?
0: I don't know. <laughs> if we were raised going to Catholic school. I remember hearing two wrongs don't make it right. Like maybe maybe that was me. Like maybe I wasn't, you know, maybe that was just me and the overly, uh, the overly moralistic side of me. But um, yeah, it's hard for me to think. It's hard for me to think that you're gonna get, you know, you're not gonna get that much money for this. So I would I would err on the side of experiences. You know, like Kevin Durant, you always want to chase those experiences.
1: Yeah, that guy. Can you take the championship from D and Z this year? You can play our football pick'em on CBS Sports and compete against us in the option every week. Check the link in our Instagram bio, Fade Route Podcast, for all the details and to sign up. Then tune into the Fade Route every week until the Super Bowl for updates and standing. Bring it on!
0: More or less. All right, boys and girls, you know what time it is. It's is time for more or less. Here's how it goes. We have a statement and it's either more likely or less likely that it will happen. More or less. Number one, the Patriots will go 500 without Mac Jones.
1: Man, we got good old uh, Brian Hoyer, <laughs> uh, who's uh, no, who knows, who knows the Patriots oh too well. Been there, on and off for most of his career. They're saying Mac could be out between five to six weeks. The ops for surgery, and in the next six games, they've got the Packers, Lions, Browns, Bears, Jets. I'm going less likely. I only see one or two wins there.
0: I'm going less likely as well. Uh, you haven't, they're not great shakes with Mac Jones. So adding Brian Boyer into the mix, I don't necessarily think makes them any better. I mean, Packers, they're probably going to lose. Lions are better than you think they are. The Browns... They're solid. The Bears...
1: That could be a W.
0: The Bears could be. The Jets are the Jets.
1: The Jets got their quarterback back, right?
0: If we are to believe that he is the man. The Colts, and then the Jets again. So, like, with the, the... With the general rule of thumb is that once you're ready, take another week. So, I could definitely see... Two wins there?
1: I love I love New York radio too. We go from talking about how Joe Flacco is going to lead the Jets to the Super Bowl and not replace Zach Wilson once Zach's ready to go. They get blowed out over the weekend. It's like all right, Zach's ready. <laughs> Zach's at practice. He started this weekend.
0: <laughs> you know, it's absolutely you know it's ridiculous how quickly the whiplash occurs. But even without Mac Jones, right? This team has a lot of issues. The defense is not great. The running backs are not playing up to potential. Yeah. The wideouts. No, Devontae Parker a... had a good game finally, but Jacoby Myers is hurt. Like, there's it, a hey, lot their, going on. What's
1: their philosophy? What's their offensive and defensive philosophy? Like, what's their game plan? I don't like, know. Like, who knows? Who knows what they're trying? What's What are you trying to do? It used to be on defense, they like, take away your biggest weapon. Well, that, that didn't happen. That hasn't been happening. And uh, offense, it was what ball control, run the ball, throw the ball, but ball control. I mean, I'm not I'm not seeing I'm not seeing that. What's what's the identity of this team? You know, I don't know what's happening there. They might be the they might be one third or fourth worst team in that division.
0: Well, that's the thing. It's like how can you determine the, uh, the there's no offensive identity because there's no offensive coaches. No. Like Judge is a special teams guy. Patricia is a defensive guy. And they're calling offensive plays. It makes absolutely no sense. Maybe Coach is waiting for Vegas to fire Josh McDaniels, and then he'll put a little sneaky on him. It's a little rope dope And Josh comes back, and everything starts humming once again. More or less number two, speed. McDaniels. Vegas will have the lowest win total in the NFL this season.
1: Man, what is happening down there? I mean, are they really going <laughs> to... Are they really gonna go all in four? I mean, they play in Denver. It's not. It's not an automatic. Despite the Denver's two and one, and their coach doesn't know what he's doing. Their offense looks terrible, but their defense is like top five in the league. I, I don't. I don't know if the Vegas is gonna win this weekend. And where's Max Crosby and Chandler Jones? I thought they were gonna be on. I thought they were gonna be getting to the quarterback and and just crushing people. They can't stop anybody. Devonte Adams is like third or fourth in receiving yards on the team. Some no-name guy is leading the receiving yards. I have to imagine they get this turned around at some point and I'm going to say less likely because I got to think the Bears or the Texans are going to finish with a worse record.
0: I got to go with less likely as well just because of the talent that is amassed on the roster. You have Carr and Jacobs and Waller. And Adams and Ren is not concussed. And on defense, you have Crosby, you already mentioned, Chandler Jones, you have Jonathan Abram, you have players on this team, right? So it stands to reason that talent will eventually win out. But you look at this, you look at the schedule Broncos, Chiefs, Texans, Saints, Jags, Colts. Broncos again, Seahawks, Chargers, Rams, Pats, Steelers, Niners, and Chiefs. That's a hard schedule. That's a pretty hard schedule. And even the supposed layups are playing really well right now. The Jags are playing well. The Seahawks are a tough out. They may not get their first win until they play the Colts.
1: The only passes that I'm gonna give them is they are getting blown out, right? They're only losing, they're losing these games by one score. No, and usually they're losing it late too, so it's not like they're they're out of you know they're they're completely out of it.
0: No, they're also yanking defeat from the jaw of victory because they should have beaten the Cardinals. The yeah. Cardinals were dead to fucking rights, and they let them off the hook. To quote former Cardinals head coach Dennis Green, they let them off the hook. I don't know, I don't know what Josh McDaniels is as a head coach still because he's thoroughly mediocre to terrible. He had that 6-0 record and then just went down the Shit. <laughs> so, and he's, you can argue that he has more talent because he's got a, he's, you he has a quarterback. Derek Carr is better than Tim Tebow. I think we can, I think we can say that without any degree of doubt. Devontae Adams probably better than most of the wideouts he had, with the exception of Demaryius Thomas. So, the talent is there. Josh McDaniels needs to unlock it and not fight with the owner. The only thing I could think of about that closed-door meeting is that Mark Davis wants somebody's head and he just went to McDaniels and said, fire somebody. I don't care who. Because if you don't fire somebody, I'm going to fire you. So, as far as Who can possibly take the mantle as far as having the worst record? Colts, they don't look great. Texans don't look great. The Jets aren't any great shakes. They're in competition, but I don't think they're going to be the worst of the bunch. More or less. Number three, Steve Nash will survive the NBA season.
1: Uh I got to say more likely and I'm only saying that because it would be a huge embarrassment if he didn't, right? I mean you got Durant's coming back, Kyrie's coming back, Ben Simmons is here, which I do believe he could make Ben Simmons a really good basketball player. I just think it would be a huge embarrassment, maybe like David Blatt status. How about David Blatt coaching the Cavs? Getting fired
0: and never coaching in the NBA again. What what is that about? Well, that just adds to LeBron's reputation as a coach killer. So that is definitely... He definitely messed with Mike Brown. Messed with David Blatt. If he can't be the coach and he can't be the GM... It's a problem. And then you run into the issues that you have now with the Lakers, where they're strapped against the cap and they're seemingly poised to have a poor season. But for Eh. Steve Nash, I'm going to go more likely, you know, unless it is such a horrendous start, right? If they lose their first eight games coming out of the break, right? Uh, Right out of the the jump. They go 0-8. They look listless. They're fighting with each other on the sidelines. Steve Nash has that clueless look on his face. I can totally see them pulling the trigger. I can see them absolutely pulling the trigger and getting rid of Steve Nash to change the culture. But another team that's talented, right? They have the talent, but the talent needs to play. Durant needs to stay on the court. Kyrie, he needs to actually show up to work. You brought in Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons admitted he checked out with, <laughs> with the Sixers. He, he admitted it. He fucking admitted it. So, like, is he, what, what are you going to get from him? Are you going to get the guy who was a very good to lock down defensive player, depending on the night? Or are you getting the guy who checked out and wanted to get traded because people were mean to him? I don't know what you're going to get. I really don't know, but uh, it's it's more likely that he's going to stay just from the standpoint that the Eastern Conference is still very winnable. They just need to put together the team around the Big Two, and the Big Two need to make sure they actually show up for work, and they'll be most likely fourth place. 4th place seems a little, seems a pretty safe bet. For all the grill masters, green thumbers, home repair heroes, and DIY aficionados in the Richmond, Virginia area, if you're looking for personal service quality products and a convenient shopping experience, look no further than Thacker Ace Hardware in Colonial Heights, Virginia. Owner Don Rackley and his team of local experts have everything you need to tackle all of your home projects. I'm talking paints by Benjamin Moore and Clark in Kensington, power tools by Craftsman and Milwaukee, electrical, plumbing, hardware, and let's not miss the grill. Weber, Big Green Egg, Traeger, Blackstone, top shelf amazing. And for all you green thumbers, their nursery department is fantastic give them a call today 804-766-4223 or stop by 27 Dunlop Village in Colonial Heights that's 804-766-4223 or swing by 27 Dunlop Village in Colonial Heights Thacker Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks The Fade Store presents the Alleged Superstar of the Week Award. All right, boys and girls, you know what time it is. It's time for the Alleged Superstar of the Week. We put up a poll on our Twitter page at FadeRouteDNZ. And you vote. And you vote. And you vote. And you vote. And the winner of that poll takes home the coveted-ass trophy and gets a shout-out on this here show. And do you know, D, who took home the coveted-ass trophy and gets the shout-out on this here show this week? No. Cleveland and, Air and Vegas fans. So, fans, congratulations. You did it. You did it. That was last week. This is this week. Who are your nominees this week, D? Oh,
1: here we go. First up, I have Brandon Staley. You left Justin Herbert in the game with injured ribs while you were getting blowed out by the Jaguars at home. Brandon Staley, you're my alleged superstar of the week. Number two, Russell Wilson. The Broncos gave you $245 million extension and through three games. You have two touchdowns and one interception. Come on, that's just ridiculous. Russell Wilson, you are my alleged superstar of the week. And last and certainly least, is Lizzo, 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 the singer played James Madison's crystal flute in 18, uh, from, from 1813, she talked to the library of concert, of the library of Congress, and she got permission to play James Madison's flute and twerk while she what? played the flute. America, why? Just why? Why are we doing this? Lizzo, you are my legend superstar of the week. <laughs> Z, what do you got? I know we're
0: an audio podcast, so, like, you're having difficulty imagining this, but my mouth is agape right now.
1: <laughs> I don't know why this happened.
0: In a minute, I'm gonna need a little... Uh, uh, <laughs> a sentimental,
1: metal woman.
0: he wuzzy zubba, zubba, zaba. Oh, my God. Oh, I need a second.
1: 200-year-old Crystal Foot. I, <laughs> I need a
0: 20. I'm taking James a 20. James
1: Madison is very proud. I'm
0: taking a 20. Oh, my God. Um,
1: let's start with
0: Ime dope. Oh. Yeah. So, season-long suspension, improper relationship. Celtics were in the finals last year. Come on, man. Now, in the grand scheme of things what you do in the comfort of your own home in terms of relationship-wise, that's your business. But If it was not a consensual relationship as you were claiming it was, and if it was some kind of power play, that's a bad look. That's a problem, especially in the workplace culture. Ime Odoka, you are my alleged superstar of the week. Brett Favre. Got, got some heavy hitters this week. Defrauding the state of Mississippi with the help of a former governor in order to get his daughter a volleyball stadium on the University of Southern Mississippi campus. You didn't make enough from those Copperfit ads that you couldn't just cut the check?
1: Wrangler like,
0: and Wrangler I forgot about Wrangler that's rice. are you kidding me you need it you needed, to skim money from the temporary assistance for needy families fund you needed to take welfare money to get this done and while we're at it just to piggyback off of that ESPN you're on this list too where's the coverage you went to town on Udoka. When Michael Vick was it was going through the dogfighting thing, you were all over Michael Vick. Why are you not covering Brett Favre? Why are you not covering this? It was a government official. It was a star quarterback. It's $8 million in funds from the government. Come on. Excuse, actually, I'm wrong. 77 million, that's even worse. Yikes. That's even worse. Maybe that's why the, the Wrangler and the Copper Fit. Like that's probably why he needed more. Brett Favre and ESPN. You are my alleged superstar of the week. Richard Blyer. Miami Marlins pitcher Richard Blyer. Oh, jeez. Three box in the same at-bat last night against Pete Alonso and the Mets. What the the hell went on. It's the first pitcher, the only pitcher since 1900 to have this happen. Then he went shit and got thrown out of the game after he retired Alonzo. So, I don't know what's worse. I-, I really don't know what's worse. The fact that he committed these three balls, or that Pete Alonzo still got out. I, I don't know. But we're just going to go with Richard Blyer. Richard Blyer, you are my alleged superstar of the week. I think we've said our piece. Go to our Twitter poll at FadeRouteDNZ and vote, and vote, and vote, and vote. And for our nominees. Just do better, boys. Just do better. It. Your favorite podcast has its own merch line now. Go to the Fade Store with DNZ.com today for all your Fade Route merch needs. I'm talking tank tops, t shirts, sweatshirts. Like yoga pants? We got those too. Like some cool accessories? We got those too. And we're not done yet. We have so much more planned for you. But check out what we have today at the Fade Store with DNZ.com. That's the Fade Store with DNZ.com. Let's run the option and give you our picks for the week. It is the option for week four, and you can still join the Option Pick'em League. Go to our Instagram bio, follow the link, and you can take us on. And congratulations to Foxy for taking home the win last week, but on the leaderboard for the overall lead, this guy by one game. We have a tight race, ladies and gentlemen. Between first and last, only four points separate first from last. So we got a lot of heavy hitters. Join today and let's see what you got. But time for us to make our picks for this week. Thursday, Prime Video, the 3-0 and Dolphins at the 1-2 and Bengals.
1: I have The Bengals. I think uh, the Dolphins had a big win last week and it took a lot out of them. is hurt. He's recovering from an ankle and a back issue. So I'm taking the
0: Bengals. That concussion protocol, like they're investigating into the concussion protocol. So Miami might be in some deep shit. Even if they have to go with Eddie Bridgewater, I think Miami can still pull this game out. So Miami, pretty comfortably. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! God save the king! London games are back! Yay! The only good thing about this is that we have football at nine thirty in the morning, baby. The two and one Vikings at the one and two Saints at Tottenham Stadium.
1: Yeah, I'm taking Vikings. I just uh, think Jameis is hurt. You know, he's still trying to get better as well. And Mike, I think uh, Kamara is still hurt. Michael Thomas is hurt. They're
0: banged up Saints are the walking wounded Vikings take this one Adam Thielen got in the end zone So maybe that trend will continue 1 o'clock The 2-1 and one Browns go into Hotlanta To take on the 1-2 and two Falcons
1: Oh I'm gonna take the Brownies
0: The Browns love Browns Chubb is gonna have a big game Set's not going to have to do too much. The 2-1 Buffalo Bills at the 2-1 Baltimore Ravens.
1: Yeah, this was a tough one for me, but at the end of the day, I'm going to take the Bills.
0: An angry Bills team still missing a lot of key defensive players. It's going to be a shootout. Duvernay is proving to be a good receiver. Bateman is proving to be good. I don't think they have enough, but the Bills will narrowly, narrowly pull this out. The 1-2 Commanders go into Jerry World to take on the 2-1 Dallas Cowboys.
1: I'm taking the commies just because I like to say the commies.
0: How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? Carson Wentz will not finish this game. <laughs> the 1-2 Seahawks at... Go one and two, Detroit Lions. I'm
1: um, taking the Lions, even though I'm going to start Geno Smith at quarterback for
0: my fantasy team. Oof, oof. Lions roar. Lions roar big time. DeAndre Swift, big game from him. One o'clock continues with the Los Angeles Chargers sitting at one and two, thanks to their coach, at the 0-2-1 Houston, Texas.
1: Yeah, I gotta hope the Chargers win.
0: This hinges on Justin Herbert, right? If he plays, then the Chargers win. But if he doesn't play, then the Texans can take this game. So I'm at a little bit of a loss right now because I really don't know. I'm going under the assumption that Justin Herbert will play, and I'm going to take the Chargers. The 1-2 Tennessee Titans at the 1-1-1 Indianapolis Colts. It's the Mediocrity Bowl. Mm.
1: Hmm. Well both teams won last
0: week. Both teams won last week, but they they're not that good. They're just not that
1: good. One team
0: beat the Chiefs. Yes, one team beat the Chiefs. Yes, they did beat the Chiefs. And Travis Kelsey said he's never gonna happen again. And I believe that I believe in Travis Kelsey. <laughs> I believe when I believe when Killer Trav talks. Uh just to be different, I'll go with the Colts. I think Jonathan Taylor will outrun Derrick Henry. The two and one Bears at the two and one Giants. Who is the fool's gold here? Uh, the Giants better win this game. Great. It's a winnable game. Justin Fields is no great shakes. Saquon, Saquon, Saquon. Giants win. The two and one Jags at the three and O Eagles.
1: Jags, baby! I'm a believer.
0: We're in agreement. We are in agreement. I like what they're doing with James Robinson. Run the rock. Count at home. The this is Jags. a statement game for them. This is. This, this is a will put, game for them. This shows that they are on the map and they are legit. That's so right. the Thanks. Jags are going to come to play and Doug Peterson will be like, Why'd you fire me, bro? Why'd at, you fire me? Come, come at, at me. You. Come at me, bro. The 1 and 2 Jets at the 1 and 2 Steelers.
1: Oh, the Jets are getting their quarterback back. So I'm going to go take the Jets. I actually think Sauce Gardner is playing.
0: So, my question to you, does Trubisky finish the game, or does Kenny Pickett get some playing time? I think Trubisky finishes the game. But and I'm taking the they Jets. Got, they, got, <laughs>
1: they got to play. <laughs> they got to eventually get the kid in, though.
0: That eventually. That might be now. The time might be now. The window may be closing on Mitch Trubisky already. J-E-T-S. Jets. 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 We are now into the 4 o'clock hour, ladies and gentlemen. The 1-2 and two Arizona Cardinals go into Carolina to take on the 1-2 and two Carolina Panthers. Um... I was originally going with the
1: Panthers. So I'm going to go
0: with the Cards. I'm taking the Panthers. You know, I don't believe in the Cardinals. I don't think they're as good as people think they are. And... Panthers have some weapons. They definitely do. Look, they're able to. Bobby Anderson has
1: done dick this year. Christian you know, McCaffrey looks like trash. You sure about all that?
0: I think that they'll have
1: a breakout game this week.
0: I think it's going to be CMC is going to run the Rock. Baker's going to have two touchdowns. We'll call it a day. 425. The 1 and 2 Pats at the 2 and 1 Green Bay Packers. Uh, Packers? Yeah, not even close. Especially if Brian Hoyer's playing. Come on now. Come Back. on now. Come on. The 2-1 and one Broncos go into Allegiant Stadium to take on the 0-3 Raiders.
1: Um, I mean, I'm going to... I can't believe I'm going to say this. I'm going with the Broncos. I think the Raiders are going to start out really shitty.
0: The Broncos will move to three and one on the season. And do you feel any less confident about a three and one team? No.
1: no. That's pretty
0: friggin' bad.
1: Yeah, that's pretty
0: bad, That's right. Nathaniel Hackett's they're they're bad. bad. They're a bad three and one. They would be a bad three and one. This is tough. You figure Russell Wilson eventually has to play well.
1: You'd also it, think that the the Raiders got to win a game at some point, right? Yeah. This game, right? this game, like counts for two if you think about it, right? It's, it's in division. division game.
0: You're right. You're right.
1: You've got to be really coming all out in this game.
0: I'm going with the Broncos. I'm going with the Broncos. I've been burned by the Raiders too many times this season already. I, I, I you gotta, you gotta win me back, Vegas. You gotta win me back. The Sunday night game of the week, Sunday, Sunday, wherever Sunday. it may be. So we're tentatively saying Tampa Bay, but it might very well be Minnesota. The 2-1 Chiefs take on the 2-1 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucs get Mike Evans back, so I'm going to go with the Bucks. I think they're going to play defense. You know, they were pretty
1: close to being in Bay last week.
0: It was pretty close, but that game was just, that was hard to watch. That was very hard to watch. But you know what? How about them, Chiefs? I'm going to take them. I'm going to take them in eh, relatively close. I'm going to say by a touchdown. Chiefs by a touchdown. And your Monday night delight the 2 and 1 Los Angeles Rams go into Santa Clara to take on the 1 and 2 San Francisco 49ers. the
1: 49ers? Awful. It's he's not an open guy but that's all the 49ers fault I heard they wouldn't let him practice with the team all summer they wouldn't even give him a playbook
0: mm-hmm. so that's petty I'm here the for that Rams.
1: go with the Rams
0: that's petty I'm totally here for that that's awesome but the Rams Aaron Donald is going to live rent free in that backfield so I don't see it. you know Stafford won't have to do that much maybe turn around and hand the ball off a couple times Call of day. Rams by Rams by ten.
1: <laughs> this has been the Fade Route with D and Z. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Catch our podcast on Wednesday nights on Anchor Spotify iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Until next time, stay faded, everyone.
0: Time for us to run the go route, but we'll talk to you next week.